Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about something many five-year-olds will have experienced, and that is swimming. Why are there exactly four strokes in swimming? Ah, so you must be referring to the four strokes in competitive swimming, which is basically freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke, and butterfly. And there are actually more, and freestyle is technically not even a stroke at all. Uh, But I know what you mean here. Each stroke has its own story and history as to why and how they came into standard competition. What are some of the other examples of strokes? Oh, well, uh, there's one commonly known as uh, the doggy paddle. Uh, That's a pretty common one. Uh, And also one of the first strokes to be developed was actually the side stroke. And this is where the swimmer lies on one side and actually squeeze their legs together for propulsion. But the oldest stroke to be recorded in swim competitions was probably the breaststroke. What were those early competitions like? Who actually invented the idea of swimming races in the first place? So competitive swimming is at least as old as something like 36 BC, when the Japanese held the first known swimming races. But it was the English who are considered the first modern society to develop swimming as a sport. Uh, It was in 1837 when modern competitive swimming began in London, by which time several indoor pools already existed, and they had an organization named the National Swimming Society to regulate this kind of competition. Uh, In those competitions back then, the breaststroke and the sidestroke were used. I see. That's actually not that long ago. But these strokes, the breaststroke and the sidestrokes, are the slowest strokes. By today's standards, uh, definitely right. So in 1844, some Native Americans, they swam in a London swim meet, and one called Flying Gull swam 130 feet in 30 seconds to defeat another one called Tobacco. And their stroke was first described as thrashing the water with their arms in a motion like a windmill and kicking in an up and down motion. This early form of the front crawl was successful in that race though, but the English continued to prefer the breaststroke for competition for a while. Uh, That was until something called the trudgeon stroke. Oh yes, what is the trudgeon stroke? So basically, a few years after the Native Americans swam that London meet, this guy named Sir John Arthur Trudgeon picked up the handover stroke from South American natives he observed swimming on a trip to Buenos Aires. In his stroke, the arms were brought forward, alternating, while the body rolled from side to side. The kick was his kind of scissors kick, such as the familiarity used in breaststroke, with one kick for uh, two arm strokes. And, well, it was basically the fastest stroke at the time. So the trudgeon became very quickly popular around the world, despite what people may have considered was ungentlemanlike splashing. I see, and around about that time, or shortly after, we had swimming in the very first Olympic Games in Athens. Yes, yes, that's right. The first modern-day Olympic Games were held in 1896 in Athens, uh, which was a male-only competition with basically only the breaststroke. The backstroke was added to the second Olympic Games in Paris in 1900. There were also two pretty unusual swimming events. Uh, one was the obstacle swimming course in the river, basically swimming with the current. Uh, and there was also a underwater swimming race. Must have been pretty interesting to watch. And these strokes, they kept evolving, right? The trudgeon stroke became the front call. The front crawl shortly after the Paris Olympics, I believe. And I think some people even refer to it as the Australian crawl. Why is that? 
Yeah, that's actually right on both counts there. The Trudgeon stroke was further improved by this Australian guy named Richmond Cavill. And so that's why it's also called the Australian crawl sometimes. Richmond Cavill, he used this stroke in 1902 at an international championship in England to set a whole new world record by outswimming all of the other Trudgeon swimmers over the 100 yards in a time of 58.4 seconds. It's interesting how they keep innovating and changing the stroke just to get faster. Another interesting case, perhaps one of the most interesting cases, is Butterfly, which came about as a variation of breaststroke as the latest stroke to be added. Yeah, that's right. In 1934, it was, where a guy named David Armbruster, who was a swim coach at the University of Iowa, he had devised a double overarm recovery out of the water. And this butterfly arm action gave even more speed but required much greater training and conditioning. And so it was another guy named Jack Sieg, a University of Iowa swimmer who developed the skill of swimming on his side and also beating his legs in unison like a fish's tail. And with this, he was much faster than all of the other breaststroke swimmers. I believe they called it the butterfly breaststroke, and it was faster than the breaststroke by some margin. But wasn't it also declared illegal? Well, what happened here is that the dolphin fishtail kick was almost immediately declared a violation of competitive rules. And then for the next like 20 years, champion breaststrokers used an out-of-water arm recovery, you know, a butterfly movement, with a shortened breaststroke kick. And then in the late 1950s, the butterfly stroke with the dolphin kick was legalized as a separate stroke for competition. And many swimmers say the wiggle here uh, is the key to the stroke. And a swimmer can, who can undulate through the water naturally can more easily learn the butterfly. It's clear by this point in the podcast that swimmers have continuously been coming up with new innovations and the rules have kept having to change. One more recent innovation we should talk about before we end this podcast is the dolphin kick. Can you tell us finally, where did that come from? Oh yeah, this is really important. The dolphin kick works because breaking the water surface generally reduces the speed in swimming. And at the 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul, swimmers Daichi Suzuki from Japan and David Burkhoff from America used this underwater technique for the 100-meter backstroke at, the, at that 1988 Summer Olympics. And Burkhoff swam 33 meters of the 50-meter first length completely underwater, basically using only a dolphin kick and ending up way ahead of the competition. You know, Suzuki surfaced just a little bit earlier than Burkhoff and won the gold medal. So at that time, this was not, you know, really restricted by the backstroke rules made by the International Swimming Federation yet. In fact, the backstroke rules were very quickly actually changed that this very same year to ensure the health and safety of the swimmers, uh, limiting the underwater phase after the start to 10 meters at first, and then finally expanding it to 15 meters back in 1991. Thanks for that. I wonder what new innovations are going to come next. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you've got suggestions and comments for us. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, please do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes. It only takes two minutes and it really helps others to find this podcast. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five, and we will see you all next week.